0: I feel like Peter on the mountain of transfiguration when he witnessed Jesus transfigured in all his glory and he said, it is good for us to be here. That's how I feel right now. I hope you feel the same. It is so good for us to be here tonight. The first words that Jesus said to the disciples at this Last Supper is recorded in Luke's Gospel. I deeply longed to share this Passover with you before I suffer. I pray that each one of us tonight would experience in a new way the deep longing of Jesus for each one of us. This longing in the heart of Jesus for us to be close to him. This longing of Jesus to share something with us. The Passover The Passover had great meaning for all the Israelites for centuries. And the disciples could have never imagined what Jesus was about to do. That this Passover would now take on a new significance. It would take on a greater meaning that what the Israelites had celebrated for centuries, that God would now bring to perfect, complete fulfillment in Jesus Christ. And this is why it says, Jesus knowing that his hour had come to pass over from this world to the Father. It will now no longer be just a Passover from the slavery in Egypt through the Red Sea to the land promised by God to Abraham. But it will be a Passover from this world to a heavenly dwelling, a heavenly home, and Jesus did not want to make this Passover himself, by himself. The very reason why he came is because he wanted to take us with him to pass over from this world to the Father. And I think it is so beautiful that this Passover is described from the perspective of love. Having loved his own in the world, he loved them to the end. And we will see to what extent the love of God in Christ is willing to go. This standing up at the meal and taking off his outer garments and kneeling down like a servant is already an amazing love to witness from God, that he would set aside his glory and that he would take on our human form, and in our humanity that he would become a servant. And then we will see that love going right to the end, loving them through their abandonment, loving them through their fear, loving them in their fallenness, their brokenness, their betrayal, their denial, There's nothing that will overcome this love. And he will love them to the last breath and the last drop of blood. He will have nothing left to give. He will have given it all and laying it down in death. And by his death and resurrection that we will celebrate on Saturday night and Easter morning, he overcomes and redeems sin and death. And by this means he overcomes the power of the enemy who was able to hold power over us because of sin and death. And through his love, he brings victory over it all. And he washes us, cleanses us from our sins. Unless I wash you, Jesus said, you can have no part with me. He said this after Peter said, You will never wash my feet. This is similar to Peter's response the first time he encountered Jesus by the Sea of Galilee. When Peter said, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. That would be another way of saying, Lord, Let me go first and somehow shake off my sins. Let me first get my life and my act together and then I'll come back and be worthy to be your disciple. This is why in the way that love unfolds in our life, why we will always need humility. Humility. And this humility is like a two sided coin. I need humility in order to give love, so that it's not about me, but I can give my life in service to others. But I also need humility to be loved, to receive love. And when it comes to our relationship with God, this is the order of wisdom that it must always take. As St. John rightly said, it is not that we have first loved God, he said, No, it is God who has first loved us. And if I am going to have any part with Christ, if you are going to have a real part with Christ, you and I must first receive love from God. This great washing. To let God wash our feet. If we do not do this, the other side of love will always be kitty wampus, as my mom would like to say. Then I will think that my life of service. My life of good deeds is a way of making myself worthy of love. That is a way for me to earn God's love. That these good deeds are a way to win God's favor. To somehow save myself. No. I must first Be loved by God right where I am. I cannot cleanse my sins away, even though in my former days I tried. (laughs) I thought somehow I had to make myself perfect in order to be able to come before God and receive His love. Otherwise, I think God really loved me, and I had it all wrong like Peter. No. God loves me and you because God is love. God loves me and you because God made us for love. God loves you and me because God is mercy and a mercy that will come in order to seek and to save the lost. And this is why St. Paul said, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Christ died for us. This is why I love that scene in the movie or the play Les Miserables. That moment when Jean Valjean so hard of heart so dead on the inside when he encounters that beautiful, merciful love of Christ in that good bishop. When he was poor and his family was struggling, he did not experience love. And in desperation, he stole that piece of bread. And when he was in prison, he did not experience love. And he became harder and harder until he encountered the love of Jesus in that beautiful bishop that tenderness, unconditional love of God just melted his heart. It rolled the stone away and he drops to his knees and begins to just weep uncontrollably because the love that he is receiving for the first time in his life is so beautiful, it just overwhelms him. And it's because of that love that he then lives a very good and generous life. Not in order to earn it or to work out his salvation, but in order to respond to love with love. In order to be like the one who has first loved us. This is why I am so grateful that God is preparing the way for us to have this perpetual adoration chapel. And you know what that chapel is going to be? It is going to be another opportunity for you and I to just let ourselves be loved by God to stop what we're doing at different parts of the day and to let God say in so many different ways, I so deeply love you. And I gave my life for you. And I will do far more. Thank you for coming and just letting me love you. Why did you and I come here tonight? Why are we here right now? I hope that we have come here tonight in order to let God wash our feet. This is what we're going to do now. We're going to witness that scene and through the washing of feet, to relive this moment where God, because he loves you and I so much, God is going to get on his knees in front of you and I. And he is going to love you, to love me by this act of humble service which will continue in the Eucharist, where he comes in the form of bread and wine so humbly, so intimately, so quietly. And again, he says, do you see how much I love you? How much I want to be close to you? This is why we're here.